Good afternoon, everyone, and good afternoon, chaps. Welcome to the Green Arrow Podcast and Fantasy Football Hub, our 150th episode, no less. And it's wildcard fever with both Rich and I active going into game week 10. My name is Fergie. Uh, Adam, welcome back. Uh, what colour was your arrow in game week 9? Uh, green again, up to uh, 1.7 million. Sounds quite depressing saying that. And no wild card in hand. Um, I think I, I think I played my wild card at the right time. I just think there were a couple of two or three um, marginal picks that I didn't get right. But um, yeah, so I got 84. I got my returnees were Burn, Son, Bowen, Madison, Salah, um, and then the two City strikers. So yeah, it was okay. But I've seen some monster scores um this week so yeah uh, uh, I, I think there's still i've still not quite got going this season so um yeah need to get that sorted this is where we start yeah uh, christian in the chat christian lonstrom scored 103 there were quite a few kind of in the late yeah. 80s 90s and 100s oh, yeah. yeah awesome week um rich your dead end team going into game week nine uh, great to have you back um how are you what color was your arrow in game week thank nine? you mate um yeah i I managed to green, which I was actually reasonably pleased with considering I didn't own Salah, didn't yeah. own Trippier and didn't own Watkins. So if you don't have those three in your team from last week, you know, you've know you got to be happy with a 600k green, right? I mean, I've, I've got to look back on that and say that that was all right. I mean, pretty much every one of my attackers apart from Rashford returned. My one-week punt was Anthony Gordon. He now seems to be very popular on a lot of wild cards. Played really well last night um, in the Champions League. So, yeah, that came off. He could have had an absolute haul. He was a crossbar away from a brace. So uh, that would have had probably worth another eight points on top of what he got. So really pleased with Gordon and that pick. Um, and the Spurs boys came in with a shed load of points on Monday night to... Uh, to round the week off nicely so yeah i was pretty pleased with it and you know fergie looking at these ranks you know you've either got to be in the top two million or or you're nowhere <laughs> that's 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 about <laughs> right we've, we've been taking a lot of stick this season in the in the chat about our ranks but yeah. the season starts here guys the season starts yeah. here what yeah. what did you said earlier it's top top one million in three weeks and then we yeah, go from exactly. there right Exactly. um yeah i had a good week uh 85 points uh trippier madison um Mbomo 14 pointer incredibly welcome Bruno 7 Sun 14 um Rashford like what what the what the have you ever seen such a confidence player in your life um as, as in the swings you can get depending on how he's mm. feeling it is unbelievable um yeah and uh, I didn't watch the match midweek but apparently he wasn't much cop midweek either so he is uh, swiftly departed my team couldn't even get anything against Sheffield United but 85 points uh, just to just thanks Rich just outside the top 2 million uh, yeah. by uh, <laughs> a, um, a point or two but incredibly excited for the wild card um, it's going to be um, it's going to be really good fun I, th- I think this is the first time in a I think in a few years, actually, on Wildcard, we really enjoyed the challenge of picking a team because there are so many combinations of players we can have, so many amazing options. I think I mentioned this last I think the pricing is really good this year. And obviously, we've had a few gifts, haven't we, with people like maybe Gordon, Palmer, Simicast as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get into the uh, Wildcard. I, I can't wait to see your um, your team as well without Haaland, who I remember you committing 
and swearing an oath to last last week that you'd go without him. I, so I, I remember looking that. forward to that. I think we've got it on video and record. So we, yeah, we see can't wait that. to see I've that. Done, I've done some analysis on uh, on Haaland versus non Haaland. I will I will I will share the results a bit oh, later. Um, Sense the backtrack for, already. Firstly, <laughs> firstly, let's say hello to um, everyone in the chat. Uh, Di Thomas FPL Jelly says the big one today. So many options. There absolutely are. Uh, Vuck Immortal Technique FPL Scoped says here for a rich rant on how Botman still hasn't gone down in price. Um, yes, I saw that. Honestly, I've, I've been I've been tweeting about that. I said it's the year 2073 and Botman is still 4.7 million. And he still hasn't dropped in another three days. And he's 99.7 again tonight. And he's, people are starting to think that because... So I think it was Tom from who got the assist. He said um, that because... Botman was a bit of an error at the beginning of the season. He should have been five million, and everyone had him in their first drafts because he was four and a half. That's why they're, they're not just putting holding him down him at 4. because he, they're just holding him at four seven because he's still underpriced, <laughs> and it's like he just will not drop in price. So if you're sitting with him on your bench, just keep him keep there. Him. You're not going to lose any value. <laughs> uh, G Davidson, uh, first time being able to watch live. Uh, great to have you with us, G. Uh, Christian is in. Mahomi says, look forward to seeing some wild card drafts and Fergie's punt a hornet. It's nice to have a number of great captain options. It is really interesting one this week. Uh, SEO FPL, uh, Jan Kalioski, uh, We Love FPL, Referee Rick, I'm 1974. FPL Gaz is nursing a Champions League hangover. Yeah, I've got. I must. I must say, mind. It comes to something when Newcastle are disappointed about losing the Champions League to Borussia Dortmund. That just shows how far they came in last year or two. He also says, "Feel like my FPL season is just one big violin moment." Uh, Christian hmm. Romeo is in animations and so many more. Thank you so much, um, everyone, for joining us. Today it's wildcard time for Rich and I. So uh, just just before the hub uh, mini league analyzer for us, there's only what is it uh, five points in it now. So Adam's still top. Uh, he's got 536 points. Rich is second, five three two. Uh, I'm just one point behind on five three one. Uh, close, close as hell, isn't it? After ten weeks, five wow. for That's five amazing. point. And consider how differently we all play. That is yeah. pretty pretty insane. Uh, you can check out your mini league. Um, yourself all your mini leagues you can get awards gaming awards live rank see captains transfers made and everything go to fancy football hub forward slash my team and go to uh, mini leagues uh, adam you won data fc's so you had most predicted points uh, for game week nine but there are about 10 or 11 different ones you can look at as well go go and check it out by yourself Fixtures, fixtures, fixtures. Rich, the next four, you you were quoted. You quoted me. I'm going to quote you. Last, you said you're going to attack the fixtures. We've got the first first four yes. up from game week 10 to 13. Where are you attacking in your wild card? Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Rate, ranking about 2 million. It's obviously not where anyone really wants to be at this stage. It's not the end of the world, but, you know, need to get moving, right? So set myself the target of go from, I think it was two point. Six million last week. Try and get in the top million by game week twelve. End of game week twelve. So the next international break, you know, it's still quite a quite an ask. Another million places in three weeks, but with a wild card in hand and the fixtures obviously in our favour, I think it's doable. Um, so that's the target. Let's see how we do. You know, with with the next with the next three game weeks. So there'll be a pretty heavy emphasis in my wild card picks on the next three or four game weeks. So. Looking at the the fixture ticker, which just come up, um, you can see here Brighton top the ticker in the next four weeks with a fantastic run. Fulham, Everton, Sheffield United, and Forest. Okay, much better than that, isn't Close it? To, 
was closely followed by Palace, uh, Tottenham, Burnley, Everton, Luton. I'm reading this out in case anyone's listening to the pod. Um, and then we got Adam's team, Villa, Luton. What a fantastic fixture. Forest away, Fulham at home, Tottenham away. So three great fixtures, followed by a little bit of a stiffening of fixtures for Villa. And then West Ham, who we got a lot of people with West Ham in their drafts. You know, we've got Everton at home, Brent, Brentford away, Forest at home and Burnley away. Great run. So you see then, you know, they, those those four teams aren't exactly, you know, Champions League winners or material there. They're medium mid-table teams topping the ticker, which really helps us with value players. It helps us with, with players that are more affordable that we can reliably start in every game. So clearly having three or four players from those teams is a very wise thing to do on wildcard. Then you get the block of the, of what I'd call the big teams, you know, so Arsenal, you know, over the next four fantastic fixture against Sheffield United, Newcastle away is a toughie, but then Burnley at home, which possibly is even better than the Sheffield United fixture. And then Brentford away. Um, Spurs surprised me that they're sixth in the ticker over four weeks. You know, I, I've um, kind of already d- disclosed I've got rid of all my Spurs players, you know, perhaps a little prematurely, but they're six in the ticker still with Palace away, Chelsea at home, Wolves away and Villa at home. Um, looking a little bit further forward, which Adam will do in a minute, you know, their fixtures are, I think they are mixed, you know, for the next phase of the game. And that really made it quite easy for me to to, to drop their assets and, and play the play the fixture swing. But again, if you're holding Spurs assets, I don't think it's a problem. If you've already wild-carded and you want to keep at least one midfielder, again, I don't think it's a problem. Liverpool, I would say, should be a bit higher up this, this, this chart than seventh. You know, they've got Forest at home, Luton away, Brentford at home, and then, then the City game. So three cracking fixtures in the next three weeks. And I'm definitely going to be targeting Liverpool. Um, probably will triple up. Um, triple up. Double. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm seeing yeah. many of that in yeah. uh, on Twitter this yeah. week. I'll I'll kind of stop there because I think below that over the next four weeks it yeah. gets into the sort of mid-table territory. You know, teams to be avoided. You know, Chelsea right at the bottom, Brentford second from bottom, and then City fifth from bottom. So if you're talking thinking about getting rid of some City assets, particularly Haaland's very topical, Fergie for not for going without, um, and Alvarez as well, very popular transfer out this week as people look to bring. Uh, likes of Watkins in so yeah there is a big swing here um away from some of the teams we've been loaded up on so far this season Adam looking slightly uh, longer term um, obviously you you haven't got the wild card what's your thinking in terms of where you're targeting your transfers are you still looking kind of short term or are you thinking uh longer term or and and, and kind of which of the teams are you are you targeting the next sort of three or four weeks um Similar to probably what wildcarders are, I think it's where the upside is. So I like Brighton. I think there's an opportunity there. They've got really good fixtures coming up. Villa have got, I I think, four of the next five are good for Villa. Um, The I think the Arsenal's fixtures are okay. I think the Newcastle one, I think if it had been the other way round, it'd be interesting to see if Newcastle was before Sheffield United, would that put people off a little bit more? Um, I think Spurs have still got okay fixtures. so but um, And then West Ham, I think, have got good fixtures as well. So 
Um, Transfer-wise, yeah, it's a tough one. It's it's really tough. But the three teams that I think almost all my transfer, all my players are coming from are Villa, um, Brighton and Arsenal. Okay. And they're the three that I'm, that I'm looking at and a potentially a Liverpool defender as well. I would say with, with Spurs, I, I do think they're an anomaly this year. Obviously, you know, top of the league. Um, they're going to go five points clear tomorrow night when they beat Palace, so they should be top for a couple of weeks yet. Um, but I think every every game apart from one, they've scored two plus goals this season. The one was when they had a red card, um, Basuma, but they yeah. obviously managed to kind of win still. Just the way they're playing, I think that I'm keeping Sun on my wild card, so spoiler alert there. I still think Madison is a great option, but obviously Sun being up front, playing in that nine roll, the kind of goals he's scoring... I think we're seeing much more of him this year. The goals he scored against, I think it was definitely Liverpool, and I think it was the week before as well, where he burst through the middle between two defenders in the six-yard box and kind of nipped in and poked the ball in. I don't, I don't think we'd have seen that off off Kane. And then you see his more usual kind of goal he scores on the weekend, where he kind of drops his shoulder on the edge of the air and curls in the top corner. I think San is is just for me. We'll 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 touch on this next at his price. He's just non-negotiable for me. I, I think he's, I think he's potentially a game breaker this year, just with the new position he's playing. Adam, you've always been a massive fan of his finishing ability, and I honestly think that the tougher the fixture, almost with Son um, on paper, the more he seems to perform. Which is why I don't mind having Son against anyone. It's kind of um, personally, but other than that, yeah, you know, Brighton, West Ham, Villa—they're they're all on form. They're all scoring goals. As as you mentioned, San, I I think it's a, it's um it's probably good to to start bringing in comparisons with the Arsenal midfielders. Yeah, good shout. Because I think on wild card, you know, I've seen you see on Twitter and you see on or and all of the um social me- on, on social media, people are you know talking about players being essential and all that. I'll be honest, I don't think a single player this season. If you said to me. There's what you know. You have to wild card, but you can't have player X. It wouldn't be an issue because I don't think there's any single player. I think there's so many great options, and I think let's say that you couldn't have Haaland, you could have Trippier, Saka, Son, Watkins, etc. So there's a, you know there's loads of loads, Salah, of course, and you could do that the same. You can make the same argument by missing any of those players. So I I, I don't think any player is essential. Um, the thing that the the, the 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 challenge that I've got, I sort of agree with you on some, but I also love Madison. So Madison has, has returned in every single away game this season, and I think yeah. he's known for doing quite well away from home. It's can Madison match? He doesn't need to match Son, but he, you know he does for for his value. Could he? I think he possibly could. And then it's Son versus Saka is an interesting one because I believe. Both of you two, uh, well, I think you might be going both, Fergie, but I, th- I think Son v Saka, I probably won't have both in game week, whatever we're going into, game week 10. Hmm. And I know Rich probably won't have both. Well, so I'm so really, in- yeah, I'm really interested to, to see Son v Saka for you, Fergie, if you had to go with one on your wild card, who would you go with? I think if I had to go with one on my wild card, I would go with. I think 
you go with Saka, but I've got I've got a slide up now called non-negotiables, and Saka yeah, yeah. and Son for me are not are non-negotiable. They are, I've I've got Saka didn't make the slide though. He did he did make this slide because I know that yeah. uh, you weren't going for him, Rich. But <laughs> for me, if we're talking about non-negotiables on on this wild card now, Saka, Son, Watkins, and Salah are four players that I would just would would not be without on on my wild card. Um, what about you, Rich? Um, Saka and Son. If you if you had the choice, if budget um, no option, I suppose. I, th- I think right now, the, well, the four that I've managed to retain on wildcard are Salah, Haaland, Watkins, and Saka. So I'm going without Trippier, and I'm going without Son, and that is mainly driven because I've got very poor team value, mm. and I've just had to accept that I've got very poor team value. Me moaning and sulking about it isn't going to make get me any more money i've just got to look positively at what players are available and what sort of team i can build for the fixtures without those guys because really to get to salah because i didn't know salah all, all year to get to salah son had to be the the, the sacrifice mm. really because he had enough value in him for me to, to to bring him in so it's obviously with regret and i looked at teams i looked at drafts with with trippy i had an opportunity to buy him when he went from 6.9 to 7 and i sat up till about one o'clock in the morning deciding whether to get him in and and i just decided that i just my team just looked poor with Mm. him in it going forward and then i looked at newcastle's fixtures and they haven't really got a good home fixture for about five weeks and i just thought i'll go without and uh use the money upfield to build a strong attacking side at least which you can do with the with the enablers that we've got so i so i've got i've got watkins harland salah and saka from that that mix of if um Rich, let's say you were able to um, raid FPL Towers for another million. You, you did a bit of rob the FPL bank, etc. Nobody yeah. found out. Would you? You could so you could make that Saka to Son move. Would you do it? Not right now. Not with those fixtures. No, mm. I, I would. I would want Saka for at least for the two, the Sheffield United and the Burnley games, and then I would mm. work out a way of an option of getting back to Son when. Tottenham's fixes just improved slightly. I'm not worried about going. As you said at the beginning, I'm not worried about going without anybody for a few weeks. I've been without Salah yeah. for 10 weeks. <laughs> um, I think that's so, fair because there's so many options scoring at a very similar rate. I think, you know, we'll we'll talk about them next, but all the midfielders, I've been having headaches all week about, you know, Diaby, Bowen, Matoma, Gordon, and even, even Saka, Martinelli, and Nala. They're all, they're all scoring similar-ish points mm, that's right and we just can't and we just can't can't have everyone it's not like you know um they're they're a place it's also it's a it's a difference you've got about half a dozen teams that are really humming and they're yeah, really they playing well and scoring three or four you don't have to keep looking to city to you know to mm, rise to the right. only team that thrashes somebody yeah. you know the the, the the drubbing can be handed out by villa by liverpool by arsenal there's loads of teams, and some of these teams, you know, Brighton as well. You add that to the mix. The, 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 they've got the fixtures and the form. Just going to say, you add the fixtures and, and the form, and the in. player prices, you know, to to do it. So, so it now just feels like a really good time to wildcard for that set mm. of fixtures. And yeah, you are. You've got to let a bit of FOMO go. You can't just cling on to player just because he's done well so far. You 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 can 
you know have a have a bit of a free swing at this and and hopefully it'll it'll do better than the whatever it was the six man united and chelsea players that we all had a few weeks back you know that was a disaster wasn't it and that was all fixture based planning it didn't go well um but we've got a we've got nine weeks worth of data now and we've watched a lot of football and i think we can be more confident in the sides we're investing in i know you said adam mm-hmm. uh, that obviously no one is essential but in terms of the four players being on wildcard or not being on wildcard now if they, if they were if there were maybe four players who would be the first four on your team sheet without any shadow of a doubt who would they be okay if i was if i was i think because the the, the challenge with this is it comes around combination so that yeah. i would say my non-negotiables i would have harland and i would have salah mm-hmm. um so they would be the first two without question I would, I think I'd have to have Watkins. He's just, uh, he's looking great. Fire, he's looking he? at, what player? Yeah, he's watching him live. Um, I, I, I changed my seat the weekend from a season ticket. So I sat really close to the pitch and I was on the side where he scored and like a couple of rows from the front and he's electric. Yeah. He's so quick. And um, I actually thought he'd missed the one when he put it in the the roof roof of the roof of that. I thought he was in the side, side net. net. In, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, of the angle yeah. that I was at. But he looks great, so I'd go Watkins. Now the fourth is hard because, and this is this is where I'm struggling a little bit. Um, I think Martinelli could be a really really good option, um, and possibly, but it depends obviously on um, Gabriel Jesus as well. Gabriel Jesus could be a good option. So I don't know if I rate Saka as highly as some people are rating him. The the one I'm struggling, I really like Madison at the moment. Really, really like him. And it, it, but I like Son as well. But I only want one Spurs. And this is the thing that's frustrating me at the moment because I, I don't know. Because I, I I think I've looked at it. I could either have um, this is where combinations come in. I could either have Matoma and Son. Or Saka and Madison. Yeah, exactly. So tight. And this is the problem. Like, well, it is. We'll look later mm. on predictive they're both, points. They're both really, they're both really great combinations, they are. aren't they? I mean, they they, are. you, 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 not, neither of them sounds like bad. <laughs> they, they, they both sound absolutely dreamy. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think the the, the Son and uh, Matoma wouldn't need a hit. The Madison and Saka would, but it's on paper. That You've got Son prob- at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I've got Son. I've yeah. got Son, Son and Madison at the yeah. moment. So I need to lose one to get Watkins in. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's tough. It would say it's tough, but the but on the flip side to that, there are options, and I think that's the good thing. Every single week, um, there's you, you. I think you could. There's becoming more and more players available, particularly in the the cheaper midfielder categories, the cheaper defender categories. So. Um, I would have you say the negotiables. I did a put. I did put a wild card team together. I would have um, Saka, Son, Watkins, um, Harland, and Salah. So I'd have I'd have all five. That's, and that's I, think I, can, I think I think I think I think my you wouldn't have much cash left or anything else if you did that. I think. Ah, we well, say that. I've, I did it. I was surprised. So I, I could have a midfield. The other two midfielders would be Matoma 
and Gordon, and I've been okay, really happy sorry. with that as a as a as a five. I can get there for a minus eight if I want to, but it means taking out Diaby and Bowen, who've both got great fixtures Jesus. this week. So I, I don't think I'll do that. I don't think that's maybe a step too far. Speaking of uh, Bowen and Diaby, now uh, midfielders, it's just it's just a minefield in terms of some incredible options. And every time I change my team around, they think, "Oh, I really like that." I think, oh no, I've taken Matoma out, or, and then I say, right, I really like that. Oh no, I haven't got Gordon, and it's just everywhere I look, they're just incredible options. Um, Rich, you've you you touched on this obviously. We were a bit of a chat on on WhatsApp earlier, and you said around you yeah. know that Gordon, especially, um, you know, he's five point six million. He's probably playing more like a seven and a half, eight million player. Um, and mm-hmm. and and Palmer now looks to be a bit of a gift. I know he went up last night from four point nine to five, but. You said that those because those two options are very good, valid options in their own right. It, it you know it'd be foolish to maybe ignore, them, especially if you've got a low transfer value. So, what's your thought on midfield? Yeah, I mean, I think I, th- I think um, I think yeah, those enables. I think you maybe got them on a, a later slide than the the midfield dynamo was one you got on the screen. But the the enablers really, I think you've got tr- if you if you're like me and you've got a team value just over hundred million, you've got to take the enablers in the positions that they're in and they're because you've got Palmer who's, you know, on pens. Yes. Chelsea have got a few tough fixtures ahead, but he's the ideal sort of eighth man, the ideal first bencher, fifth, fifth midfielder and Anthony Gordon. is arguably Newcastle's best player at the moment. He's, 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 he's all over the place, you know, tigerishly running around. He was brilliant in the champions league last night, played really well. And I'm really glad I've, I've got him. I don't know. I, I just brought him in for a one week punt, but to be honest, I'm going to keep him. I mean, I, I just, I just he want to keep him in the team, given the, uh, given the position he's playing, and given the fact that Newcastle, some of their other options for him, even for substitutions, they've all got injured. So he's going to start every game for the foreseeable. So love Gordon, love Palmer. And when you have those two in, I mean, for me, I've got them alongside Bowen, Saka, and um, Salah. That gives me money for a third forward. So uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, ooh, we'll get onto that later. But yeah, it, it, it's exactly what it's for, though. It's enabling. So yeah. so yeah, I've mucked about with drafts <laughs> with Martinelli. You know, loading up on the double Arsenal attack, which is attractive. But if Jesus Jesus is, he helps Martinelli's performances, and if he's injured. Mm-hmm. It's just slightly less attractive to me, you know. And I like Bitoma, you know, I like him as well. But you know, you, you can't have everyone. So. Uh, I think for me, Bowen Bowen has to be in given West Ham's fixture. The the what the the one thing to say, there aren't many teams that have got good fixtures fixtures in the next two game weeks. Because like next week you've got Newcastle play Arsenal, Spurs play Chelsea. Um it's it's it, it's fair, you know, there's some tough, tough fixtures, but the the two the, the there's two or three teams that do. West Ham have got Villa, Everton and Brentford. Villa have got Luton and Forest, and Brighton have got Fulham and Everton. So that that makes me like, and I think I don't think Brighton have got um, League Cup football next week. So that makes me like the Matoma punt a little bit more. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, oh, it's, it, it's tough. It really, it really is on on uh, mm. who to go for. Um, Where would you? Where would you rank? So, so let's exclude um, Salah and um, Son and and Saka. Let's just say, in terms of the rest of them, what would be your 
top three then in terms of in terms of preference? Midfielders. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Well, when I was I, I just put a wild card team together, and I had um, Gordon and Matoma. So I think that gives a quite a nice balance. I like Bowen. I like Madison. Um, I still think Diaby will come good, yeah. and I'm glad I've got him. But I would say Gordon and Matoma would be the other two that I would put well, in. Would, is that put in is there. that is, is that on yeah. merit? As in, like Gordon over, over Bowen on merit, or just the way he's playing? It, I mean, if I had unlimited budget, I probably would go Bowen. But I don't. I think the way Gordon's playing at the moment. Mm. He looks. He just looks electric, he does, he does. and Newcastle are electric. And yes, they've got tough fixtures, but the two tough fixtures they've got are at home. Mm. And you saw what they did to PSG, didn't you? So, and and last night against quality opposite, they're great at home. They are really, really they good are. at home. So, yeah, it's a tough one. I would definitely, I definitely like Anthony Gordon. Um, I think Matoma is a fun one just because their fixtures are so good and um, yeah, you know he's he definitely on my he's definitely on my shortlist. I, I he's not in my draft, but I he, I haven't I can't stop thinking Matoma's got to be a sound pick for six and a half. Back he's an incredible pick, isn't he? But how d- he's only played also people are worried about his minutes. He started nine out of ten games or eight out of nine games. In the he's game. yeah, and they've got injuries and Solly March. Yeah, exactly. Is that- the the one that I'm this it's really annoying because I think when I've wildcarded I've probably impacted myself here and I've got to stick with them, but I think Bowen I think he's okay but West Ham are, they don't look great going forwards and um, I think I'd prefer to go for for Gordon or a um, Matoma in those positions if I'm just thinking of it logic I think I prefer that. And Diaby's frustrating because, as well, is I mean, he played seventy-five minutes the weekend. I knew you could see he was going to come off. He, he looked looked quite tired, but it's just there's been a lot of near misses. Like he could have, he, he should have easily have had an assist, at least one assist the weekend. And it feels that maybe um, Watkins has, you know, the assists have come to Watkins, whereas Diaby's missed out. But he is really playing as a support striker everything is going through Watkins. Watkins is so central. Yeah. It's really, This is it's a hard question for you as a Villa fan, but yeah, can, do you possibly think that a Villa triple up just feels like <coughs> a little bit too much on a wild card? Or um, do you think it's almost like if you, would you still triple up if you're wild carding today? No, no. If I was wild carding today, I would go for Matoma over DRB and Gordon over Bowen. And that, what about, that, we haven't mentioned, um, well, he's maybe on the next slide, but we haven't mentioned your mate Dougie. So uh... he's, oh, he's he's an incredible player. Villa's best player without question. Um, and Emery made a point about him getting at the edge of the box in positions to shoot. Technically, he's incredible. Um, he did just before the one that he scored, which to be fair, could Ariola have done better? But the one just before he scored, he bent one in the top corner, which Ariola made a great save. The thing with Douglas Louise, he's on four yellow cards, so I should mention that firstly. But the thing with Douglas Louise is he's got so many avenues to points, mm-hmm. so 
He's on direct free kicks. He's one of the few players in Premier League history to, to have scored a penalty, a corner and a direct free kick. So a bit of random trivia for you. So even corners, he need, I mean, he, had, he, he hit what a corner of the weekend and um, it was on target. It was pretty much a shot. He's, he's ridiculous. So um, I think he's a sort of player that when he scores, you'll get bonus and he will pick up assists as well. So um, he's more attacking than his position suggests because he sort of loiters on the edge of the box. And there were a few goals last season. He scored six in a row at Villa Park, so seven goals in six games. And he sort of loiters on the edge of the box. And sometimes that will be a pullback for a shot. But he's also got a couple of goals where, because Emery's team love a cutback. And he scored, he scored a couple of tap-ins from cutbacks. I think he got one at Brentford last year. We got one, um, it might have been against Brighton, actually, his goal was so... Um, he's great. He's absolutely great, and I think you, he's one you just have to be patient with because he. It's hard to predict when his points would come. That's what that's what I would say. But absolute great player, and um, I think under Emery as well. So it's it's quite in- interesting. So uh, Emery's been in a year now. Um, I'm not sure what Dougie had prior to Emery coming in, but I think he only had like an assist last season. So last season he got six goals, seven assists, I think, at the top of my head. Not bad. And he's, got fi- and he's got five goals and on pens this season. So I think he got, I think he was only on, I think he got 12, 12 of those attacking returns. He's got 17 attacking returns under Emery, which in a, in a year, so maybe one every two games, I would I would say. And the penalty thing, we're not going to get penalties every week, of course we're not. But Villa Park is becoming a fortress and all of the penalties we've had this season have come at Villa Park. I think they've all come in front of the whole end as well. It's no surprise because it's a bit like, you know, United, Liverpool attack. It, it, it's a great atmosphere. Villa are having a lot of the ball and it's attack after attack after attack. And we've got quick players running. So I could see I could, it's possible we have a season where we get seven or eight pens and he's a good he's a good, very very good we've actually it's nice to have a good penalty take a best one we've had since al ghazi so, yeah, so no chance no chance of ollie getting them back then zero is i think even if douglas misses one he'll, he'll continue to take them because he's um he's so i mean it was said that they gave him penalties because of his coolness under pressure and you just look at i mean you just look at him i fancy him to score pretty much every time he's so relaxed and from since since he's gone on to set pieces, so it was he'd always sort of sporadically took little bits, but uh, with Austin McPhee coming in a couple of seasons ago, he's got more and more involved in corners. He scored like direct free kicks, so yeah, he's he, he is an option. Um, I'm just nervous of the four yellow cards, and the other thing as well is that there are just so many options playing further forward, like your Nettos, like your. Anthony Gordon's, Gordon, Cole Palmer's. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I would say to go over over there, but um, he's Not one of those. Punt, is it? No. no, exactly, exactly. He's someone, someone a bit different. And just to uh, finish off, um, looking at the the forwards and mids, I think I think for me, looking at the fixtures more specifically, rather than just looking at a, you know a good run of fixtures, I think I think Brighton. Looking at the the kind of teams like the target, the teams who can see lots of chances, lots of goals. Um, Fulham were all over the shop, weren't they, against Spurs. They've got that um, Bassey at the moment, um, 
you know, who will be playing against Matoma this week. And then Brighton also play Sheffield United two weeks later, who, you know, who, as we know, um, are not the best either. With Everton in between, Everton is, is decent, but I think specifically Fulham and Sheffield United are good, which is why I quite like Matoma over the others. With Villa as well, I think Luton and Fulham are kind of similar in terms of the quality, in terms of I think I think Villa will score lots of goals against those two and Forest in between, which is decent. I think looking at West Ham's one, this is why I'm maybe potentially erring a little bit away from Bowen. And it's and it's only because of the the vast amount of options. But I do think Everton at home, you know, Everton have, have improved. Um Brentford away is going to be, you know, kind of reasonably difficult. And then Forest at, at home. And while it's a good fixture, I just don't think it's as good as Fulham at home or Sheffield United at home, which is why probably erring a little bit away from from Bowen. And then Arsenal, Sheffield United at home and Burnley at home, as we know, they're, they're, they're probably as good as they get. Um, so I think that's the only thing, maybe, which is uh, making me think to, to, to go off Bowen a tiny bit. It's just the pure quality of the defences they're playing against, even though mm. Everton and Forest are... You know, not great defenses. They're not as bad as you know Fulham, Sheffield United, and and Luton. So, just a quick look at predicted points before we move on uh, for the next four game weeks. Harlan top thirty two, Salah twenty six, Son twenty five, Saka twenty two. Bruno is still up there. Obviously, after this week, they've got some nice fixtures again. Uh, Madison, Watkins, Matoma, Martinelli, Wilson, Diaby, Gordon, Odegaard, Bowen. Now, all these players are within like one point of each other over four weeks. So mm-hmm. even though that even though that's a list of players, like linear list going down, all these players are within like a point of each other. So yeah, it's very it's very interesting. And it's no it's no surprise really why we're we're kind of struggling a bit to decide who to go with. Let's have a touch on enablers before we move on. We've talked about these a little bit. We've touched on Gordon. We've touched on Louise. There's a few others um, on on here, Rich. You just want to uh, quickly introduce a few of the other enablers before we start looking at drafts. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Well, the slide's just coming up in a few seconds, but the, I'm sure Cole Palmer will be on it. Um, he's gone up in price this week already, so if you've nabbed him from 4.9 to 5, well done. Um, but yeah, at 5 million, 4.9 million. Chelsea's fixtures aren't the best, but... He's got a game this weekend against Brentford at home. I if I if he stays in my wild card, I'll start him in that game. Um, I don't know who I'd bench to be honest, because I'm thinking about having a front eight. So uh, I, I do think you know Chelsea have turned the corner a bit. Yeah. A bit unlucky not to beat Arsenal last week. Um, threw it away a bit at the end. And um, like Palmer, great enabler. You know, I think given low team value, he's an excellent pick. And I think you know so, someone else pointed out in the community that if you pair him up with say Mark Guahy at Crystal Palace in the back line at 4.5 defender say your fourth defender then you've got great cover and if you look at the fixture splits playing one of those two each week up until game week 20 you know, they dovetail beautifully with the fixture list so you can you can pair him and I know some people say oh don't rotate a you know midfielder and defender and mess about with that but it is viable if you are low on team value to to, to pair him up with a Crystal Palace player. So, um, yeah, um, I like him. Um, Gordon, we've talked about. If you don't fancy Gordon, then the other guys on this slide, we talked about Dougie at the back. And then we've got Thomas Suchek, who's similar price, I think, 4.95 million for West Ham. Suchek, I remember from a couple of seasons back, was like my 12th man. He, he scored 10 goals in the two seasons ago. I think I only got 
two of them. He's always on the bench, wasn't um, he, for us? He was always first bench. And whenever he scored, he was benched. And whenever I played him, he didn't score. Uh, but he he's definitely got a goal in him. You know, he's definitely got half a dozen goals in him. And, uh, you know, with West Ham's fixtures, he's another great enabler that will come in. And that that now you're seeing a lot of wild cards with that that fifth midfielder spot around that price point, around the five million mark. And right in the front here was my <laughs> my saviour from last season who helped me get my top 10K right at the end of the season, which was Evan Ferguson. Remember, you guys were laughing at me when I bought him as the third Brighton asset. And he, uh, he came in with that brace when I was almost owned him on my own, it felt. you know. And uh, he's uh, now with Danny Welbeck out, he's got a chance of a run in the team you know, for for first time in Asia. It doesn't mean Brighton don't have other options. They can play Jal Pedro in the nine or they can, you know, I don't know who else they'll put through the middle. But, you know, the two main striker options, Welbeck and Ferguson, he's got no competition there initially. So he could see a highly increased minutes. So if you fancy a punt and it's affordable for that, third striker spot, 6.0, is he? I it think 6.0. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, and you say you don't go Matoma because you prefer someone else in that crowded midfield, then your way into the Brighton attack is possibly Evan Ferguson. So I think that's everyone on the slide because Adam's talked about that is Douglas Louise in the background, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. So, it's, uh, very, yeah. it's very so, rare we have such powerful enablers that have really only come to the fore in the last kind of the two or three weeks of the right. You know, you know, if you're wild carding in game week you know, in game week eight, probably Palmer wasn't wasn't really on the on the watch list then, was he? Obviously Gordon may have been, but it's again it's only been the last few weeks where he's really stepped up. Barnes injured and Isaac injured and, you know, Murphy's injured now as well. So it's yeah, I think I th- I think we've been quite fortunate in having these having these options available to us. And yeah. You know And one one point on that, what I was really amazed to see, and I didn't quite bring it out, was when Adam was talking about, when you could just bring up the 10-week or the 10-week fixture view slide again, Fergie. Yeah, I can. Look when when Newcastle sit on the ticker, if you take a longer-term view, like a 10-week view. Second overall. So although people are maybe selling selling out of Newcastle or or not investing their players, like overall in the long run, they've still got great fixtures. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it starts getting really good around game week seventeen onwards. Fulham, Luton, Forest, but yeah, even until that time. And like I say, I think, I think Newcastle. Didn't we see stats this week that they're top for every every attacking metric in the Premier League this season? Yeah, match of the day, goals yeah. and XG and you know everything you want to be. So again, when you've got a team performing like that, I don't think it. I don't think it really matters around around the fixtures. Whoever he's playing, look at him against against Dortmund last night. I mean, that would have been red on the FDR, right? But he was fantastic. How he was so incredibly unlucky not to score. So yeah, I don't I don't really think it matters with him. So yeah, I think I think he's looking good. Um Adam, thoughts, any any kind of more enablers or would you be going with kind of Palmer and and Gordon or someone like that? Or would you still prefer a stronger fourth mid if you had the option? I th- I think I'd go Matoma and Gordon would be the Mitoma, two that I'd pick. and Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Matoma apparently looks like he might be benched this evening, um, which is obviously well, great, hand, great, yeah. great for the weekend. Um, yeah, and as you say, yes. with with no midweek match next week, um, then uh, yeah, yeah that's he should, important. He should be safe. Actually, if he doesn't get flogged this evening, I think that. 
given that it's such fine lines for choosing Ex- exactly you've got you've got to go you down on your wild you? card is one of your players one of your 11 not to start right because you instantly think oh god i'm you know the risk is immediately coming yeah. if you get a full game out of him against fulham that's yeah i, I think yeah, I, I love these pods because they they do help mm. crystallize my decisions you know they really do you've got to go down kind of layers avenue you know and and it's really you know le- like layers of decision making when it comes to it and like like i say my kind of layer i've got to with bowen is that even though the fixtures are brilliant and they are brilliant i think there's other teams with even more brilliant fixtures if that makes sense but it, you know mm. you've got to go down all these kind of layers it's really interesting um let's start having a look then about the shape of a wild card team um, and we've got the Herb AI latest latest one on on screen now, which we'll just look at. Um, it does have uh, Johnston and Ariola as the keepers. I think think Turner would probably be quite populist. A lot of people bought him for four million, so only you know only four point one now. Um, at the back, it's gone very light. You know, I think it's probably fair to say that uh, Simicass is an absolute gift. He was four point four million. He's four point five now. Um, Gabriel is very popular as well at four point seven million. Um, obviously, he was he was five and he and he dropped all the way down, but it looks like he's nailed now. You know, as we saw, Arsenal's fixtures are fantastic and they they're top of the ticker for the next ten game weeks as well. So he's looking really really good. Um, in terms of what the Habayi has has picked, down, it's gone for Burn. So you know, as you said, Rich, over the ten game weeks. Newcastle is still very high on the ticker, so it still fancies mm. a Newcastle defender for 4.7. And then it's got incredibly cheap on the bench, so it's gone for Branthwaite and Taylor. So it's really looking at pushing all the money what, into midfield and up front. What um, what team value does that have? Because it looks, uh, looking at that midfield... It's quite high. Well, I think it's, it's about, 100. I want to say 102 point, 102.5 oh, yeah. or 102. Yeah, so it's, it's, so it's possible that a lot of people, or some people won't be able to afford that, yeah. but... It's yeah, I, I I think that I like that team. I mean, um, it makes sense. Well, it's got a lot of the players have been, to be honest, have probably been held for quite a while by uh, by, by a lot of, a lot of players. You know, people mm. like Madison, Saka, Salah, Harland, Watkins for a while. But yeah, interesting comment on this, and uh, we haven't really touched on it because we don't normally talk about keepers. <coughs> but virtually every draft and every wild card from game week eight has got Ariola Turner as the keepers. But I've been looking at keepers, and. Arioli, yes, but if you pair him with Johnston or Flecken, that's worth looking at. And I'm glad the AIs put Johnston in there because they are the two 4.5 choices that will just give you that little bit of um, less dependency on Ariola. I mean, I don't think people are starting to think, oh, it's been saying for weeks, Turner's going to lose his place. You know, Forrest, as you said to me, Adam, like, only gained me two points, but you said last week, Oh, you'd go Anana over Turner, and I did. He got three points. Turner got there. You go. You know, there we are. You me a point better off. Yeah, thanks very much, mate. But yeah, I mean, just that ten-week dependency on Ariola just feels a bit much. If you get the Brentford keeper in, he has got some nice fixtures from a double game week as well. And you've got that in on your bench for the double game week if it goes into game week twenty. So if you've got a, a it's a half a million spare is a lot at the moment. But if you if you're picking some of these more budget picks, you could find you've got the ability to mm. go from Turner to one of these two of Johnston and Flecken, and it's worth having a look at the improved fixtures you get out of that keeper rotation. 
It's a really good shower. It's something I've not really thought about. And depending on which combination I go with, I could have a bit of, a bit of spare change. So that is, that is definitely worth worth considering, Rich. Yeah. Um, yeah, Salah, Saka, and Son, obviously, and it's got it's got Madison going. So, like I say, this team is probably. Um, got a bit more value than than kind of lots of our teams, but obviously you know you can go, you you can go from Madison to Bowen or Diaby, you know you know kind of anyone there, and then Gordon it fancies, and then Harland and Watkins and um, Archer on the bench, so it's going for a a very very strict um, three five two um, in in terms of um, putting all the money on the pitch, um, but like looking at the way that the season has gone thus far, it looks to be. It looks to be sensible, so yeah, I, th- I think it looks a decent team. I'd like to say, obviously, you know, if if it was a million short short of that, I think mm. some of the chat just it's said a very on... decent, it's a very decent eleven. <laughs> it is, and and it's yeah. and it's interesting. So we, were, we I was having a chat this morning with um, you know Will and a, and a few guys from from the hub actually, you know, kind of around the AI and around the predictions and 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 things. And it's interesting because the whole point of AI is that you know. Eventually, it will be superior to humans in ter- you know in ter- in, in terms of the way God, that Terminator that it picks. Well, it, well, it will. This is this is the whole point of of AI is it looks at things incredibly objectively and it and it you know and it and it, and it kind of trains itself. So and we were you know and we were kind of discussing whether it's good to have a stronger bench, stronger first bench, da da da. And who's to say which is right? Right? You know, Archer's playing like. If if you look at that Archer Archer and Branthwaite play, you know, um, you know every week because I was I was fixed fixated on having Yodogi as my kind of first bench player. But when I looked at this, and this is what I love about the AI, it's it's not, you know, it, you you can specifically look at it and think, yeah, that's good. But you can also think, well, it just makes you think a bit differently. So off the back of this, I've taken Udogi out of my team now, released like 0.5 million, which enabled me a different combination of player. And this is what I like about looking at the AI. It helps you think a bit differently sometimes. So, But yeah, that's the um, that's the AI team. We will look at Riches and I wildcard drafts in a second. Uh, just for housekeeping, well, I say housekeeping, best captain this week. Wide open, absolutely wide open. Oh, so. yeah. Predicted points, Haaland, top 7.5 away to Man United. Salah, 7.1, home to Forest. Saka, 6.4, home to Sheffield United. Watkins, 5.8, at home to Luton. And then Martinelli, Son, Simakas, Matoma, Diab. All these players we're talking about are all up. They're all within kind of 0-something points of each other. But looking at the poll on fancyfootballhub.co.uk, 48% of the vote. Uh, Adam, do you want to have a guess who's top? Salah. Salah is top, 48% of the vote. Uh, Watkins is second with 30% of the vote. Saka is third, 10%. Harland only fourth, wow. 8%. That's got to be the first poll where Harland is in fourth a- place. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Adam, can I come to you first on your thoughts on captaincy this week? Yeah, uh, tough one, I think. Um, I've got the armband on Salah because I don't own Watkins at the moment. And I think, yeah, at the moment I'm thinking Salah, but because I, th- I just I have a slight bias towards captain midfielders. That's it. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think I'm on Salah, but it's I think it's a really really close one. Um, the thing that I would say, it'd be interesting to see um, how Forest set up because. 
they, I mean, they conceded a lot of chances to. Uh, were, well, it seemed like Luton. It was quite easy to for them to get back in the game. So, um, on the flip side, Luton sorry, Luton conceded a lot of chances to Chris Wood, and you can just imagine Ollie Watkins in Woody. that position. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know if you heard the commentary on match today. I did my head, and they kept calling him Chris Wood several Woods, yeah, Chris like Woods, Tiger really? Woods. It? Yeah, yeah it's doing my head in like it's just like. But you think after one, he'd correct yeah. himself. Which Chris was? Uh, Chris Woods. I, 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 he was a Sheffield Wednesday keeper, well, wasn't he? It, that's it. Yeah, he was a former England keeper. Yeah, You're absolutely spot Woods, on. But he just kept calling him Chris Woods, and it was that's annoying me. But yeah, I oh, it's a tough one. I think I'll be on Salah. Uh, Rich. Um, I think it'll be on Salah. I haven't owned him all season. I have to say that um, I was on my own last last Saturday watching the uh, Everton game, the first game, and I it's, it's a bit of my, my violin moment, really. I, I, I Basically, not owning Salah in a game like that is an absolute nightmare. The commentator, every, what seems like every 25 seconds, is just losing it and going, Stop! You know, it's literally every 25 seconds the ball comes to him in a, you know, a good position, uh, chance yeah. position. And it's like, it is horrendous. Just get him. Get yeah. him in your team if you haven't got him already. And captain him sometimes over Haaland because it's just worth it. It's just worth it. He is the best fantasy asset we have had in the last five years and continues to be so. He's didn't, unbelievable. Did, didn't... Forest do them home and away last year. Not that that should massively affect this, but no, they 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 did them at home. Oh, but wow. I think Liverpool won three two. Oh, okay, at Anfield, okay. and I'm pretty sure Salah scored at least one. Yeah, I think I think it'd be on Salah. I th- I think I'd prefer. Well, I, I definitely prefer Watkins and Saka to Haaland this week. Even though I agree, yeah, even agree. though Haaland, you know, I th- I think we'll probably score. I think. This yeah. this haul material this week, massive haul, like two goals and an assist sort of material for Saka Watkins, Watkins and uh, sorry Salah Watkins yeah. and Saka. I think all three of them have got incredible. Mm. Only thing is, and the, the only thing is, is if you know they're probably Saka Watkins and Salah will all get good points, but it's just they're also all those teams are likely to get a penalty as well, <laughs> you know. And it's like oh. Ollie's not on penalties, and that's the only thing, Good even shot. for a vice captaincy, that just makes me think I'll oh, put it on the penalty taker. But then Saka will probably just give it to one of his mates anyway if he gets my money. So, mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably vice it on Watkins. Uh, Fergie's a punt game week ten to thirteen. So last week I went for Simicas, uh, got the clean sheet. Hooked on sixty-two minutes, I would I would add. So quite fortunate there, but that was that was decent. Um, this week we we've touched on him already. Um, I think with the injuries that this team have got, allied with the fixtures that he got, I mentioned him earlier. The fixtures are just as good as they get. He should he should play. You know, two of the next three, I think. Um, really really good players all around him. Um, Wonderboy, Starlet, the next big thing a few weeks ago when he when he scored the hat-trick, but I've got to bang in Evan Ferguson as my punt for the next three or four weeks. Four magnificent fixtures, two incredible ones at home. And if Brighton can show some of the, you know, the the early season attack in form and he does start, even if he gets like 70 minutes, which is the only reason I'm not bringing him into my team, I think, because he is like a 65, 70-minute sort of player. But um, he could he could do some serious damage. So Evan Ferguson... 
six million. If you are looking at a third striker, uh, you, or you're looking for a differential, or you know, home to Fulham, way to Everton, home to Sheffield United, away to Forest, they are banging fixtures for Ferguson. Mm. So if you're not going for Matoma, for example, but you really want yeah, a piece of that, a piece of that attack, I think Ferguson could be an absolutely great, great shout there. Um. Let's have a look at our teams then. Firstly, Adam, we're winding up slowly, Rich, to our drafts, winding everyone up ever so slowly. We're nearly there. Uh, but Adam, firstly, do you want to talk us through your... I mean, you've got a fantastic team. You've, you've got a great team. But do you want to talk us through your plans for this week? Yeah. So, um, it's a tough one. So, a few issues. Adogi's apparently got a slight knock. Yep. So, might have to address that, which which is fine. Happy. I'd look at Gabriel or um, Simicas. I've got I've got a few options, and I'm, I'm struggling what to do. It's whether I, because whatever option I go for, I'm gonna be missing either Son or Saka. That's the or so and, it's tough. And you're taking someone out probably who's got a really good home fixture. I'm guessing mm. as well. Um, not necessarily. So, um. Like, so I'd looked at so I'm at the moment I'm looking at Alvarez and Madison to Matoma and Watkins. That's what I'm thinking is my favourite okay. favourite pick. Okay. Um I could do I could keep Madison and I could do Son Alvarez and then I think I've got just enough money to maybe do Anderson as well and to go to Simicas, um Saka and Watkins. So it's again, do what combinations better, Saka and Madison or Son and Matoma? I've, I actually put a poll on Twitter. I haven't checked it yet, so I'll tell you what. It'd be interesting to see what it's come back with because I I can't split it at the moment. So let's have a look what it's saying. What what, what do you reckon out of those two options? Are you doing so? You got two frees or one? Two two frees. The mat. If I go Saka and. Um, Saka and Madison, it'll involve a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could do, I know, I'd, but I'll, I'll probably take a hit anyway to sort of do get or sort of sort of defender yeah. out. So I think I'll take a hit anyway. Or the other one is, is Son and Matoma. Let's have a look. What, um, okay, yes. it's close. Tough one there. Do you think, Adam, that you you wish you'd held out on on wild card or or, or are you glad you went no out? no i don't i don't wish i held out. i think i definitely wildcarded at the right time for my That's team i just That's wish i'd have made one or two yeah. trant i think decisions within my wild card there were a couple of 50 50. julian alvarez was the big one because i just couldn't let go of him and i thought i, I he, he, oh, he's he continued, I, continued to do well hasn't it yeah you know, i know but but it's I wish I'd have gone Watkins. That was the that was the big one, and then and I think I would have been Watkins and Neto over DRB and Alvarez, and it would have made a decent difference to to my score and probably how I'd probably set me up slightly better going forwards. So I definitely don't regret wildcarding, but I do regret a couple of the a couple of the picks. Just before you you give the result of your poll, uh, James Hard in the chat says Adam not having Ollie Watkins. It's like Winnie the Pooh not having honey, Paddington yeah. not having marmalade, or Banana Man not having bananas. So uh, yeah, yeah, I can't have... argue with that. I just I think the the the, the big problem is um, the I think with any Villa player when you're at Villa Park watching them, you want them to do you want them to do well. And I still I was still pleased when Watkins scored the weekend, but 
it's gonna yeah I, I, he, he definitely needs to be in my team so what are the fantasy. okay Saka and Madison 47 and a half percent Son and Matoma 52 and a half so I don't I, there does seem to be a real big push push on Son so yeah it what would you guys say would you go with the poll I would I would personally Gotta have Saka for the next few. Gotta have Saka back. He scores <laughs> every week as well. You know. Um so you're saying Sack So you're saying Saka and Madison? Yeah. 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 It's tough, yeah. isn't it? It is tough yeah. though. They're both good. Are you able to get a minus four to get in Saka as well, Adam, or not? Or is that not is that not viable? Nah, uh, I can do. I mean, I think. Can I? Is there any way of doing it? Let's have a look. I don't think there is a. No, because um, so if I lose, oh, you've got the more expensive uh, fifth mid avenue. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can. I, th- I mean, I can get a minus eight and have both of them, but then I've, I haven't sorted out my defence, yeah. and I don't. I don't think. Like, I mean, then I'd lose DRB and Bowen. Yeah, exactly. I just think it. I just think they're, they're all so close in points that it's just not yeah. worth it, is it? Yeah. Well, also, exactly. you remember, you remember Bowen had two middling fixtures, one of which they got thrashed in, 4-1 by your, your lot. And now you've brought Bowen in for the fixtures that start now, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And I, like, I think exactly. So, and it's feasible. Bowen could match Saka. That's, I think there's, that's, he's, he's more, he's very talismanic for West Ham. So, yeah, it's a tough one. I think at the moment, I'm leaning towards bringing Matoma and Watkins in because I think I think Matoma's quite an exciting one that I know he's quite highly owned, but I don't know if he'll be in many. I don't know how many wild cards he'll be in. I think people might leave him out, so I think it could be a, a good way to go. So that's probably the way I'm going to go at the moment. Your recommended transfer on the AI is uh, you doggy to. Simicast. Uh, Simicast is quite high up in all the models uh, for predicted points for the next few weeks. Obviously, he has to make it over sixty, uh, which which he should. But but yeah. Okay, Rich, your wild card okay. draft is up on screen, proudly up on Ooh, screen. And there's a there's right. a there's someone in there we haven't even mentioned, we haven't even talked about no. at all. I know. Do you want to talk us I through know. it? Some oohs and ahs in the chats, probably. Um, okay. Um, Probably about the 50th draft I've come up with this week. Um, ended up selling all my Spurs players, probably a bit prematurely. I sold them before Monday's game. Um, actually, the reason I did it is I wanted Ollie Watkins so badly and he was rising that I thought I would uh, get that sorted on Sunday evening. And uh, so I, uh, I I dumped my Spurs players. So I can't really... Something I could go back to them. I don't want to pay more for them. So uh, they're, they're gone. Um Fairly template at the back. The back almost picks itself yeah, it in on a wild card with Gabriel, Simicash, Cash, and you know, as as your three. Um, and then the other two positions, really, it's probably wise to have a 4.5-ish defender um in there. At the moment, I've gone for Gwehi because he dovetails with Palmer so well. And I picked up Lascelles last night for 3.9 before he went up. I'm not sure I'll stick with that, but with Botman, who I was laughing about earlier, um, you know, being out probably until at least the international break. You know, Lascelles is a good, you know, he's going to get the next three games for Newcastle, which is really the, arguably one of the best defences in the league. Um, so he's there as my sort of fifth defender. 
in the mids, um, compromised a little bit on the midfield with um, Salah, Saka, Bowen, and then the two enablers at the moment in there, Palmer and Gordon. Gordon, I already bought in last week, and uh, I think I'm going to keep him because I like him so much. I think this conversation that we've had this evening is really making me think about Matoma. Mm. Um, so it's for me that the, it will be coming off the, the third forward and, and having Matoma in there over perhaps Palmer. Um, so that would be a midfield of Bowen, Salah, um, Saka, Natoma, Gordon, and that's nicely balanced down through the price points as well. So I like that you, because you can go anywhere. Could you get instead of Bowen? Could you get Martinelli? Yes, and originally my first draft was going to be um, actually well, my first draft was going to be Salah, Saka, Martinelli, Bowen, Gordon. So mm. I could have all of those. So I still had Bowen in there, but he was my fourth mid rather than my third mid. So M- Martinelli was definitely up there. And I've just got enough money to do Palmer to Martinelli, I think, mm. um, because the 2.8 is currently being spent on on Wilson, he who shall not be named. So, uh, yeah, the, the big the big differential for me is Callum Wilson that I've stuck in here. Uh, I've been talking to a few people in the community today about what they think. Um, obviously, it's early news on the Isaac injury. We haven't got full diagnosis. We've just got some press opinion and some, you know, bendinary opinion on on how bad that injury might look. But the the prognosis seems to be that he's going to be out for up to four weeks. So if he's out for that, that basically gets again Callum Wilson for the next three Newcastle matches as as a you know as a big differential. Um, so, so for me, you know, remember what he did, you know, in the penultimate game week of the season, you know, he came out and scored 48 points for a lot of managers, didn't he, in one week. Um, so the sort of damage he can do when you know he's going to start, I just think that that, 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 that position where they'll probably watch every wildcard will have Watkins and Harland or Watkins and Alvarez, you know, so, so as, as part of a three man, I actually think Wilson's worth a punt. Now, if I don't go for Wilson, the other name we haven't talked about much is Darwin Nunez. So he's on audition tonight. I'm not sure I'll be able to watch the game live, but he is definitely someone that, again, a bit like um, um, Matoma not starting. You know, do we want Darwin to play 90 minutes in the Europa League? You know, maybe arguably we don't. You know, if his minutes are managed, you know, we can be pretty sure. And also, I don't know if you caught it, but Jurgen Klopp was really talking him up yesterday in terms of him being in a good moment and you know the reason he left him out was due to the international travel so therefore you know when he came on he changed the game against Everton so it's all positive about Darwin and it, if you can take a benching you know once in every three four games I think he could be worth much gold so Darwin or Wilson in that in that position these are the two decisions I'm still wavering over. And I think it's okay with 24 hours to go to be wavering over two positions, isn't it, in a World Cup, Fergie? Look at that, we even have rolled 10, mate, don't we, all that? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the Matoma is definitely in the yeah. in the running for a midfield spot and, and Darwin is in the midfield for, you know, if I go Matoma, though, probably got to go 3-5-2 and then, you know, good old Archer comes back in. But that just seems so dull, doesn't it, having Archer, you know, when you don't have to. And of course, the big miss is Trippier. No, Trippier couldn't afford yeah. him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. What's the chat say? Awesome. Saying it's rubbish. No, no. They really like it. They're saying Wilson is a yeah. canny pick. 
Uh, Wilson yeah. won't play every game. His body won't take it. But, you know, I think you've, you've probably, you know, you thought about that and you're comfortable. Yeah. Christian yeah. says, Wilson, super shout. Nice draft, good differentials. Um, Harry Dawson, lacking players from the team that's top of the league. I agree with that, being a uh, Spurs fan. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so some yeah, some really good uh, positive sort of um, feedback there. Um, yeah. Looking at my team, um, the first thing to say is I've got Haaland in, so now I will cover that off first because I was shouting for the last two weeks, I'm going without Haaland. Now, the main reason for this is when I really sat down and produced a Haaland-less draft that was probably you know, Alvarez and Watkins. You can also go Alvarez, Watkins and, and Wilson or kind of whoever else as well. But when I sat down and worked it all out, and as you said, Rich, the fact that Gordon and Palmer and Simicass and all these have suddenly just emerged, I think if Gordon and Simicass hadn't have emerged, I think I may have gone without Haaland. I really do. But the fact they have emerged means my bench players almost, or who I would have benched, are actually very, very good start starting sort of players now. So I looked at the upside of having Haaland against not, and th- and there's just not enough there. It's not worth the risk. I think it would have been worth the risk a couple of weeks ago without Gordon and without Simicast, but it's just not worth it now. So I'll address that first. Um, I'm disappointed a bit because I would have liked to gone against the herd and, and really attacked it but it ju- it just isn't worth it is is what i'd say um it also says on the slide that um 0.5 million down on this i did activate the, the wild card straight away so i've gained i've gained that in team value but just to run through the team um Ariola and turner um although i have got a bit of a plan now based on what you just said rich i like i, I like the fleck and move there uh simicas uh, cash and gabriel um obviously I've taken, um, I've been influenced by the Hebe I team in potentially not having someone like Udogi or that kind of four point five five million player on the bench. I'm not, I'm not sure it's needed. I can get, I can get someone if I want to. I was looking at Maguire as well. Maguire is only four point two million. The fixture's still pretty decent. Yeah. How long do we reckon Maguire's got before he? I think I think Martinez out is out for quite a while, isn't he? Martinez still, so yeah. I'm, I'm guess mm-hmm. I'm guessing he's got a while. And you know, and there are other players um, in that you know in 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 that thing you know in that in that kind of mold as well. The the four point one, four point two. But at the moment, you know, it, well, at the moment it's Taylor and Baldock who both play when they're fit. And I would you know, and with Archer as a third, he'd be my twelfth man every week anyway. And you know, I would I would hope that given given the team, given the attacking seven about to read out, mm. they're going to play every, you know, almost every minute of every game anyway. But I wouldn't have Bulldog, mate, unless he's dropped to 3.8 and you're literally on Skid Row. It's only because you've uh, had him and you've had a bit of hard luck. Like, a nightmare. He's no, he's an absolute no. I mean, he plays for Sheffield United. I mean, you'd be better off going with um, <coughs> Branthwaite or something yes, like that. Yes, I know? agree with that. Like that yes, that's, that's a good shout. Yeah. I've got Salah. I've got Sun, which was really important for me to keep. He he's the kind of he's he's the player which makes it so I, I do have to slightly negotiate in defence. I've got Saka, so you know I said right at the start, Saka and Son for me are, are, are non-negotiable, and Salah. They all play in like you know similar positions, coming off the wing, coming inside, probably all on penalties. They play a lot of minutes. They're so frightening to watch. And I just, I just love owning all three of them. Um, I've got Bowen in this draft at the moment, but we have said that 
you know, you you know, you, you can that could be anyone, that could be Dar, you know, Diaby. And I think what I might do after this conversation is go for Matoma because it does yeah. save al- almost a million, like like 0.8. Yeah, I think it it'll save more, me. A bit more flex, doesn't it? It yeah. does. And what that 0.8 can then do is put Turner up to Flecken and also potentially put someone like Baldock or whoever up to a Maguire, up to someone like that as well. That's right? it. You just get that little bit of those exactly. upgrade on about two or three players as a result. And I really like cash. Matoma. He is, I, I didn't own him for a lot of last season and it was horrible watching him. He was so unlucky towards the end. I know he only scored like one goal in the last nine game weeks, but... He should have scored a lot more, and he's frightening this. He came off the bench, got weeks to and scored a brace. Right, he's that again. He's that kind of player. He's frightening. Um, and then Haaland and Watkins. So that's my team. What I could do as well, I could squeeze in Trippier. So if I did Bowen down to Palmer, and um, you know, I'd still have a magnificent midfield in terms of Salah, Saka. What, what, sorry, you're going to say what's your midfield? Salah, Saka, Salah, Saka, Son, and Gordon. And then Gordon's if I had okay. Palmer as the fifth, I could actually have Trippier yeah. as well, which yeah. I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm just not convinced that like if I go man for man, Trippier against Matoma of over these next three or four especially, I fancy Matoma to outscore Trippier personally. Well, I think the team you've gone for is in line with what I would go with. Like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great midfield, Fergie. Um yeah, it's a long set out for the long term there, isn't it? I think I think Son is the one I'm most excited about because uh, sorry, ha, ha, having Son and Saka because I think even if you are wildcarding this week, it's tough to get him in. Even if you are wildcarding, if you're not yeah. wildcarding, it's even tougher. So I like really like the thought of having those of having those two. And obviously, Son is going to be a long term pick. We all know what he's like: two points, three points, fourteen points, two points, nine points, two points. 18 points right he's that kind of player so i'm really happy to hold him for long term so yeah that's my uh that's my wild card i think i'm nearly set on that um but yeah i think i might go for matoma over, over bowen but though i thoroughly expect bowen and everyone we've mentioned to do really really well i think that's what's great about about this season i mentioned it last week as i say that there's so many fantastic options loads of goals all over the place so so yeah Indeed. um and i also just just as a final point the thing about having Watkins having Son as well is I can downgrade as well I don't I don't want to be stuck anywhere really um because you know you could you know I could go for Ferguson instead of Watkins for example or go for you know uh, someone a bit less but then you're kind of stuck then aren't you it's the same with Son I go down from Son to any midfielder in the game as well I go Son if Son gets injured I can go to Bowen and this and and this on the keepers is something actually if you go with Ariola and Turner, if Ariola does potentially lose his place, I doubt he will, right? Don't get me wrong. But if he does lose his place, because he has got Fabianski there, um, you know, and, and Turner's not available, or 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 Ariola gets injured, you you're gonna have to make a couple of transfers to get a playing keeper. So that's mm. slightly something which when you mentioned about Flecken and Johnston, yeah, played in my I mind. I just think as well. it's it's a nice thing. I think it might net out a few extra points. You've got to be patient with that, having exactly. it's kinda of like it's not a not a bad use use of um use of an extra half a mil. Absolutely. So yeah. No, good team, mate. Good team. I'm a bit um, you know, I think I'd rather have your team than mine. So uh I've got some work to do in the next twenty four hours. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure you'll wangle it around, Rich. You're only a million short. I'm sure I'm I'm sure you'll wangle yeah. it around, will you? So. 
the Europa League lineups are important though tonight, you know, because if they give an indication, like because apparently the chat's saying Simicas is rested for Paul tonight. So, you know, does that mean he's been dropped or does that mean he's been rested? I mean, to me, that means he's been protected, right? Why, why, league, why would he be dropped? He played on the weekend, they yeah. kept a clean sheet, yeah. and you know, they just yeah. know they've got a lot of games coming up. That's all I think, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if Darwin's playing or not, but you know, if he's if he only gets a few mins, then that's that bodes well. So yeah, that see, it's, e- it's either it's either go for the you know you've got a mega midfield there, so it's either go for the mega midfield or go a bit more punty and have a four three three, uh, sorry three four three formation um, uh, for the next few weeks. That's that I, th- I think that's a bit riskier. Personally. According to Craig in the chat, Darwin starts this evening, Rich. Mm. So that might make your decision a bit easier on the uh, on the wild card. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so that is um, it for us for this week. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us as usual. For those who joined in the chat, uh, those who will watch it back, and those listening on the podcast, your support is very, very much appreciated. Um, Adam, thank you so much. Apologies that felt felt you were not not left out, but you know it would have been nice for all three of us to be on wild card and hope you know hope hope you sort sort your team out to where you want it to kind of get to. Um, you know, hope you, I'm sure I'm sure you can wangle it around to to where you want to get to. But uh, where can people get hold of you? Uh, at Twitter or at X on at Hot Stats. Fantastic, and thank you, Rich, and best of luck for your. Wild card. Uh, where can people get hold of you? Yeah, I'm on X on uh, at Rich Clark FPL. Uh, breaking news of FPL scoped Salah um, isn't starting this evening either, which is obviously mm-hmm. good for the weekend. Uh, my handle um, on Twitter is at FFH underscore Fergie. And this podcast and video will be on the Fancy Football Hub YouTube channel with the podcast phones available on all major podcast platforms. If you like what you watched, please press the like button. We would really like if you did that. Remember to subscribe to the channel at the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. If you enjoyed your listen, please rate the podcast and leave a comment. Um, If you haven't seen, the brilliant Jan Batra um, is doing his own weekly podcast as well. It will be um, on this channel in the morning. If you haven't had a look, if you haven't had a look at it yet, take a look. It is absolutely superb. Um, And we'll be back next week uh, previewing game week 11. Uh, In the meantime, the very, very best of luck for game week 10. And may all your arrows be green. Good night, all.